This is your host, Heather Petropoulos, recording live from my home studio in Brooklyn, New York, bringing you the Photo Mixed Tapes podcast. Hello, my audience, and welcome to the 2018 year-end highlights episode. Before this episode, I created and shared 43 episodes of the podcast in 2018, and there have been more highlights than I could possibly begin to count or share with you. I thought it might be fun for us to take a little trip down memory lane together. I will be back with the first episode of 2019 on Friday, January 18th. Until then, you have the opportunity to catch up with all of the episodes previewed and reviewed in this episode highlight reel, and to discover your own favorite episodes and moments. Thank you for being the most amazing audience in podcasting, and I look so forward to continuing the journey with you for the continued season four episodes in a couple of weeks. You can always reach out directly at heather at photomixedtapes.com or in a review of the podcast on iTunes. And until we meet again, I wish you the best sights, stories, and sounds. There were so many episode introductions and thoughts when sharing episodes with you, like tiny fireside chats. Since childhood, music has given me so many happy memories and moments, and has taught me so much about myself and love and movement and passion. I was lucky enough to play music myself during two different periods of my life. In childhood, I learned and played piano for several years officially, and I was lucky enough to have a piano at home growing up for about five years. And then in my 20s, I formally took guitar classes at Mann School of Music. I wanted to be good at guitar, but I was much better at reading music and playing the piano naturally. If I had to pick a favorite instrument in the music I appreciate, I would pick the guitar first and close seconds, the violin and piano. But I suppose this will be a very boring episode if everything is tied, so I'll assert more certainly that the music I am most drawn to includes vocals and guitar, and singer-songwriters occupy my favorite category if I had to pick just one. Season 2, Episode 8, Wakanda Forever. I'm listening to my photo mix tapes music mix from this month, the Voices of Color mix, as I write and prepare this week's episode. I've been thinking a lot about my friends of color of late, and people of color in general, during the weeks of this mix. It is so heartbreaking to listen to their struggles one-on-one, and to have a keen sense of their struggles, particularly in the shadow of a climate that could set their fight for equality back many, many years. I am a Caucasian female who also happens to be a lesbian and a struggling artist. I know that my skin color affords me many less struggles and more opportunities outwardly than many people of color in this country. But I am also aware of the struggles for equality due to my sexuality and my place in the food chain, a struggling artist who has worked retail to pay the bills. Even though I could never know what it's like to walk this world as a black female or male, I do know what it's like to feel different 
And that's where I can empathize and relate to the struggles of people of color in these United States. Top of the evening to you, my audience, and welcome to the St. Patrick's Day weekend episode of the Photo Mix Tapes podcast, When Irish Eyes Are Smiling. I was lucky enough to spend the day yesterday with family and friends, celebrating our Irish heritage and the day with some food, drinks, and music at a pub in Manhattan. It was an extra special treat because I also got to grab some live recordings of the environment for the podcast background music for this episode. Whenever I get into a conversation about winning the lottery and not working, I always assert that I have so many interests that if I stopped working today, I wouldn't be bored for a minute for the rest of my life. A girl can dream, right? I have so many interests and interests in making things that I am interested in, I feel grateful because I am truly never bored. And here's hoping not boring either. First question, I got this from a podcast listener via my email address. How did you first come up with the idea for photo mix tapes? Well, I had been thinking about what to do next with my art for a while and had been writing a food blog with my own photography and thought that I would combine drink recipes and music suggestions into that. It seemed to combine everything that I was interested in and loved all into one big project. And I started a series combining a photograph and a song twice daily to mimic the sides of a cassette tape in February 2017. And I was really enjoying that combination of art. Hello, my audience, and welcome to the 24th episode of Season 3 of the Photomix Tapes podcast. Also the season three finale, A Star is Born. I really enjoyed getting your feedback on the fiction from this past year. First, there were weekly poems. Then there were two stories introduced. And the second, Please Respond By, is still going strong. I search my heart for the innocence of spring or the curiosity of fall to only find sheets of ice. Bathed in this solidarity and all-encompassing hue of blue, if I weren't so still and resigned, I might actually feel cold. But instead, I numb myself to the duration of winter, and even the sun, usually warm and aglow, is stark white. And even the reddest of cars cutting the curve in half has lost its original shine. I don't remember what you said first and what I said next. My memories stumble around in the dark. But I do remember what it felt like to be my gut in your kitchen, winds moving south. And I remember you there and how it felt, once familiar, now a stranger in the dark. I don't remember the guts of things anymore. I remember the shape of things. Spring is in the air, a fairy tale. The king had received another scroll and had placed it in the book of goodbyes. Just then, she sees a black cape fluttering in the wind atop a black horse. She recognizes the black magic priestess coming toward her through the forest trees, just missing them as she whirs past them. 
Just then, she remembers her beloved and the white moon they tried to make out of the blue one that's hanging lower, just approaching the forest line. She screams out with everything she has for her purple maiden, until the ground underneath her and the trees surrounding her shake. Just then, the priestess touches her arm. Track one, the next chapter of Time-Lapsed Fairy Tale. I saw her eyes through the door pane. I'm sure of it. Why don't you believe me? How could she be here? How is this possible that we end up in the same hospital on the same night? I demand you to tell me where you're holding her. The priestess, finally having beamed into Purple's apartment for the emergency, is contemplating telling Purple that it's February of 2016 as she tries to locate her inside the apartment. But she is overwhelmed with a physical sensation she doesn't recognize. She has a tightness in her chest she doesn't recognize. And all of the sudden, she just passes out with a thud, and her heart stops. Purple hears the thud and assumes it must be something simulated. Just as she reaches out to pick a memory to program, the sequence shuts down and the screen turns blue. Track one, the first chapter of Please Respond By. Chapter one. Let go of my arm. Abby, I just thought we could catch up without... Let go of my arm now. There were film reviews and other reviews and creation tips for many different tastes in episodes of last year. Here are just a few of my favorite moments from them. Cinematography. Guillermo del Toro surely knows how to deliver visually. The film is flawlessly executed from a visual standpoint. The sense of time in the small details of the cafe serving pies, the cars, and the Cadillac dealership, and the records and record player are simply breathtaking. The use of water imagery throughout the film is so striking and subtle and consistent. There is such an attention to detail in this film from a visual standpoint, it would definitely take another viewing to soak in all of its splendor. A film review of Roma. Cinematography. Roma is visually delicious. I give it 100% for cinematography. It will be studied in classrooms for years to come as a landmark achievement in cinema. I'm definitely cognizant of supporting fellow female filmmakers because the representation statistics versus the population are staggeringly uneven and always have been. Excitingly enough, there's been much more representation by women behind the scenes in director roles and cinematographer roles as of late, and it's exciting to see some movement in the right direction. 
Deborah Granick started out in cinematography, but really made a name for herself with her adapted screenplay and direction of Winter's Bone in 2010, starring Jennifer Lawrence in a breakout role for her. Deborah also adapted Leave No Trace for the screen, this time from Peter Rock's 2009 novel, My Abandonment. Composition. Because I am so inspired by winter scenes, I can fall victim to idea fatigue. I want to aim and shoot everything around me, and I need to remind myself to take a break and breathe and plan. It's best to set out on an imagery walk with a plan of shots if you want to look for opportunities or types of spots to plant yourself for motion imagery capture. There could never have been a better inclusion in the podcast episodes than my two friends, Ethan and Sandra. I'm so grateful to them for being a part of the photo mixtapes journey. First movies I saw in the theater were probably The Wiz and Grease, both in 1978. I was three going on four, and I had a major freakout in both movies. I had to go see them again to get over the freakout. And that was, that was not boring. But I still contend to this day, I understand why I freaked out, and any normal person should have had a reaction when they see those things in those movies. So The Wiz and Grease uh, were probably the first movies I remember seeing in the theater. Those are three great movies, by the way. I love, I love all three of them. It's very 70s. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a bit older than you, so I could very well have been buying my own ticket by then. <laughs> yeah. two, two whole years, people. Two whole years. What is the best compliment you can receive? In quotes or a type of compliment? It can be interpreted either way. In quotes, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run with that was great or that was amazing or thank you, that was fantastic. That I made someone laugh. Spit takes are my lofty goal in life. This was really fun for me because I don't think I've ever really thought about how do I sort of go about in my world as a writer and you know I'm not a famous writer obviously I've published one short story in a non-famous <laughs> journal uh, that a friend started in her apartment but I, I, I mostly write for myself I don't think about what a reader like because I don't think you can do that as a writer you have to really just write for yourself Favorite writing in any form, dialogue, poetry, book about love. Favorite writing about love. Once upon a time, one of the things that Heather and I bonded over was music. I played some music from a movie that I love that I didn't know how much she loved, which is called Hedwig and the Angry Inch. There's a song on it called Origin of Origin Love. Love. The Origin of Love. The Origin of Love. The origin of love. Origin of love. The origin of love. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day, people. It was based on Plato's symposium. Plato. Mm. If you want to link back to the Princess Bride, Plato, Aristotle, mm. Socrates, Plato's symposium, and the notion of finding your other half or recognizing your other half when that when that other half is present. I'm gonna have to lean on as being part of the answer to that whether it's in friendship or in romantic friendship, when you recognize that you see a person and that person <laughs> echoes, echoes part of you, that's a big deal. And without placing judgment on the rest of you that might be listening to this, whether, you, whether or not you've ever discovered someone who you, who you know knows you, the notion that there's an element of you that's out there that you haven't connected with is a big one. 
I'm going to go with my favorite writing in any form, dialogue, poetry, or book about uh, love would be Plato's Symposium, based on the loose concept of there was a whole, it was split in two, or split in more than one piece, and that part of it was you and part of it you have to search for and it's still out there, that kind of echoes. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are the podcast tabs coming to you live from the Brooklyn Podcast Studio. Maybe Crazy For You by Madonna. That was my first crush song. That's my first crush song, too. <laughs> oh, that was my first crush song, too. We're going to get back to this. This is interlapping, yeah. folks. We're going to have an entire episode about Crazy for You by yeah. Madonna. And first crushes. Fuck Valentine's Day. <laughs> Fuck Valentine's Day in both ears, man. Uh, murderous and all. <laughs> Goes to show you that sometimes people that you know and the places that you know them from, not mutually exclusive. <laughs> this was fun. That was the best fun. I I went you over weekly. And if you don't get if you don't get <laughs> if you don't get hate mail about this, I'm down. Too hippy dippyish, empathy. I don't know. No, I don't think so. This question's stupid. It's not stupid. <sighs> Do you want me to start over, <laughs> no, no, or I should we it. just keep it in? Let's keep it in. I, I know what you mean. <laughs>